In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in each week. We do have listeners from all over the world, so good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from. Now, if you're new to the series, I'd like to tell you what the series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues, such as digital transformation and how big data is changing our lives to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. And today, we're continuing on with our Women in Tech series, and I'm going to talk about the impact women leaders are making in the technology sector. But you really do need to listen to all our shows, so please download the series on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. In these series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from that motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your future success. I invite you to connect with me, send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Tell me what you'd like to hear about. If you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful either for your business or yourself. And now back on to our Women in Tech series. Now, while the tech industry tends to take pride in changing the world of work, the technology sector is actually further away from achieving gender equality than any other industry. Looking at various tech companies in diversity reports, the numbers indicate that female employees only hold around 25% of the leadership positions. And this is kind of at the high level, I have to say. And this is also including top companies such as Microsoft and Uber. So why is this? I mean, to really dissect the problem, I think you really need to look at early development at the beginning in high school and gymnasium when girls actually do achieve better grades than boys. So I asked the question, If that's so, why do females do not pursue technology at the university level? At the university level, technology has one of the highest gender disparities in course subjects. Now, again, there are lots of reasons why girls don't pursue technology, math and science related degrees. One could be due to the pinkification of girls in early age. Toys, clothes, job possibilities are still marked towards either pink or blue, indicating pink is for girls. But there are companies such as Goldie Blocks, engineering toys for girls that are trying to change that. Another reason could be the lack of role models. Now, in this show, we've had the series Women in Tech, and we talked to successful 
women in the technology sector, and not just the ones you hear about in the media or the rare few running top companies. We like to focus on real role models, the women behind the scenes trying to influence the numbers, be examples of success in technology, and help other women succeed. And we have two women that we're going to talk to today who are successful tech executives. Our first guest today is Anna Tavares. She is Vendessa's Director of Strategy. Vendessa is a technology leader located in Canada. She is responsible for developing and managing and assisting with the implementation of projects that support Vendasta's vision, short-term and long-term growth plan, as well as ensuring cross-functional team collaboration. Besides being a strategy expert, she is passionate about female empowerment and gender equality. Anna has been nominated for a YWCA Women of Distinction Award for her work as a chapter founder and past president of Young Women in Business. And this chapter is located in Canada. And our second guest is Jacqueline Cook, Jackie Cook, who is the Chief Strategy Officer at Vendasta Technologies. She works with the rest of the executive team in developing and communicating the company's corporate strategic initiatives and is responsible for driving growth mindset to an alignment of focus and execution across cross-functional teams across the organization. She is alumni of the Next Canada, Canada's premier entrepreneurial leadership initiative. During this program, she co-founded and was CEO of Trump Women Mobile Awards, a tablet and smartphone-based platform for small and medium-sized businesses to customize their loyalty rewards program. She has been a speaker at many events sponsored by Canada's Embassy to Portugal as part of the Web Summit. She's done 10X talks and many other presentations. She has been a resident of CBC's Saskatchewan Fortune 40, under 40, and serves on the board of CoLabs, Saskatchewan's first technology incubator, and currently resides in Canada. So, Jackie and Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Kimberly. Okay, so um, let's just kind of start out with a general question. You know, women in the technology field are definitely a minority. My minority. <laughs> I wish we were a majority. Um, why did you decide? Why did both of you decide to pursue a career in a tech company? Um, so this is Anna Kimberly. For me, it, it was a natural progression. Um, I have an engineering degree and then a business degree, and I didn't choose tech specifically because of because it was tech. Um, I chose it because of its characteristics, uh, because it's a, a fast-paced environment where you can fail fast and learn fast. So it was more about the characteristics of the industry than than the industry itself. Great, and Jackie. Yeah, um, similar to Anna, I, I liked what tech offered. I loved the idea, the ability to explore and be free and use systems and tools and on the fastest pace of, um, you know, business and growth um, and, and really to, to explore a, a mission in business that uh, really has no formal path paved for it yet. With technology, anyone can, you know, rise to the top or do big things or change the world 
um, with new tools and techniques. And so that was the avenue that I saw the draw for tech. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a really exciting field, and, and you both chose it, but I, and you're both now in sec- executive positions. And I, I come back to the question, and you heard the stats. You know, there's only about 25% of women in tech companies and tech jobs in executive positions. Do you, let's start with uh, Jackie. Do you have any insights to why that might be? Well, I mean, it's, it's probably because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy right now. It's, it's, there's so few people because there are so few people. And it's just this cycle that we have to figure out how to break. And we are breaking it, which is great. I think originally when I think back into, you know, when I was choosing my career path at university, I remember distinctly walking up. I wanted to go into computer science so bad. I really did. But I had this stigma in my mind of crushing Doritos and a Slurpee at 3 a.m. coding in the dark (laughs) all day long. And I was like, that's not where I want to be. And could I have told my my, you know, 17 year old self back then is absolutely not the case. You're not going to be a code monkey in a back corner. Technology is um, it's changing. It's fast pace. It's it's a way of doing business. It's not a sector specifically. Um, I would have told myself that. But I think it's, you know, the reason only 25 percent of the jobs are held by women is because we just haven't created the cycle yet. And we're on our way, which is great. Mm-hmm. And and. Anna, to add to that, um, as Jackie just said, you know, with 17 and 18 years old, you think, oh, I'm going to be a tech monkey. Okay. How, how do we get that out of the mindset of, um, you know, young women coming, yeah. coming out of school? I, I think it's related to role models, right? Like if women are able to look into the tech industry and see um, successful women, that being in developer developer roles or in, in management roles and, and see themselves in, in that position in the future, I think that's how we break the cycle is really, really creating those role models and, and stepping into the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so once we get people in, okay, and, and we get, we, we have role models and we, we help people understand, help young women understand that, you know, you don't have to sit in a corner. Tech is about a lot of things. And we're going to come back to what you two do in a minute. Um, how do we keep them there? Because the other statistics that we're saying is that, that not only are we having trouble to get women into these jobs, but the numbers have been declining Jackie, I come back to you for a minute. Do you have an insight to why women are not staying, why it's not sticking? I think a lot of it, and speaking from personal experience recently, I had a kid, and biologically, <laughs> there's only one of two genders that can bear a child. And mm-hmm. now, of course, with supported males stepping up to be um, you know, carrying more of the load when it comes to parenting, I think getting women in general back into the workforce and technology can choose to be a leader in this or it can choose to not be a leader in this is allowing for um, mothers or people who choose to just, you know, go back to a a sick or an elderly parent, anyone that needs to kind of step away. We need to find a way for people to have a wonderful job and a wonderful family, have a life and a great job. And I think in some ways this idea of the Silicon Valley culture of, working 18 hours a day and, you know, perhaps coding in a back room until you're, <laughs> you know, your bloodshot eyes, you haven't eaten and you're drinking Soylent. Like that, that is not the picture I think that paints a healthy society. And I think in order to attract brilliant 
young women to the technology sector, we're going to have to change the way the technology sector is viewed as a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that's a really good point. And uh, and Anna, just to to, to kind of come off that what Jackie said. Um, so it is difficult that work life balance, and you're right. And we have to change technology. But do we also do you think that we have to change? Um, the stereotype of women in business in technology, because sometimes it's it's the the cart of the horse. Okay, you know, we do have to leave for a while, have the children. We have to, um, you know, integrate ourselves back into the work. But during during the hiring process, also that can be kind of a showstopper in unbiased discrimination. How do you think we change that, Anna? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like women in tech face a number of of stereotypes, not not just during the hiring process, but as we're we're in our positions as well, right? And stereotypes as to like we're too emotional or we're not able to make tough decisions or sometimes just straight up you're not smart enough, right? And um, and and when we do um, make that that shift and, and and make tough decisions and act out of that mold that we're expected to be, sometimes we're penalized, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's bringing up um, those ideas and, and surfacing it and being open about it, um, and and I think that's how we're going to shift uh, that bias that sometimes kind of leans towards us. Mm-hmm. And what do you think, Anna? Stay with you for a minute. What do you think the sure. biggest challenge women face? in this, in their career journey is? Yeah, I think it's related to those stereotypes and those assumptions that are made even before we, we have that chance to make a first impression, right? Just because of um, how we look, um, sometimes those assumptions will, will come up. And speaking for myself, I'm not just a female, I'm also a Latina, I'm a woman of color. So there's stereotypes that, that come with that as well. And um, I think those are the biggest challenges that we face currently. Mm-hmm. Jackie, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think it's it's in the subtleties and it's in the unconscious bias that keep us, uh, you know, held back as well. The fact that we have higher pitched voices, we're, we speak softer in a boardroom, um, you know, potentially, you know, you, you walk into a boardroom, I've had this happen on a number of occasions. And if I'm too nice, I'm a ditz. <laughs> I'm too grumpy, then I'm emotional and moody. And, and then if you actually, like Anna mentioned, step up and start making hard decisions, and God forbid, you know, you have to lay off people or structure your teams in a different way, then you're just very disliked. And you come across as, again, that bossy study or bitch. I'm sorry, but whereas our male counterparts would look assertive and confident and with conviction and making decisions. So it's just until we have a couple people leading the way, it is going to continue to be a little weird. But once we have um, people like Anna and other brilliant, um, you know, female leaders that just do it and do it without apology, then it is going to become the norm. Yeah, great. Um, okay, we're going to take a short break now. And um, when we come back, I'd, I, I'd like to talk about some of your experience in the technologies, what's happening in the technology sector right now. Um, what's kind of the movers and who's the movers and shakers? What's the technology? Where's the technology going? And for our listeners, we are speaking with Jackie Cook and Anna Tavares of Vendasta. Jackie Cook is the chief strategy officer at Vendasta Technologies 
a Canadian company producing white label software for companies selling to SMBs. Anna is Vendasta's director of strategy, responsible for developing, managing, and assisting with the implementation of projects that support Vendasta's vision and short-term and long-term growth plans. Both women are leading women in technology sector and very active in the technology scene in both Canada and worldwide. If you'd like to connect with them, you can connect with Jackie under Jacqueline Cook One on LinkedIn and on Twitter under Jackie Cook Twenty One. And if you'd like to connect with Anna, it's Anna Tavares on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to learn more about Vendasta, please go to www.vendasta.com. Vendasta is also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And as I said, when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about what's going on in the technology sector itself. And you're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And with that, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we are continuing our Women in Tech series. And we're speaking with Jackie Cook and Anna Tavares of Vendasta. Jackie is the Chief Strategy Officer at Vendasta Technologies, a Canadian company producing white label software for companies selling to SMBs. And Anna is Vendasta's Director of Strategy, 
responsible for developing, managing, and assisting with the implementation of projects that support their vision and short-term and long-term goals. And both women are leading women in technology, in the technology sector, and very active in the scene in both Canada and worldwide. Now, we've uh, talked in the first segment a little bit about women in technology, and and I'd like to talk a little bit about technology now, what you're seeing from your perspective. So I'll start with um, Jackie. So what 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 would you say has been the greatest transformation in technology that you've witnessed in your careers since you've been working? I mean, there's been a few. We've had quite an exciting last few years when it comes to technology. Um, in my day-to-day job, I would say what we've witnessed in software development is less sort of building from the ground up um, native applications or every component of those applications. There's a lot more um, you know, using other open source technology or other stacks or microservices from other companies who have done it in the past and who have sort of made it available. Um, and so technology becomes not, not necessarily just about the tech itself, but the application of that tech and application from a user perspective. How might you solve a user's problem and not build a product for a product's sake, um, but really drive a quality of life or a change in the outcome for your customer. And so I think it's been really interesting seeing, um, you know, specific frameworks, front-end frameworks and technology. Um, we use things like, you know, Materialize or, or other open source frameworks and we apply them. Um, so we're using and investing in deep technology, but a lot of the tools that we use within our software and from other best practices are from other technology companies who have, have done it in the past. And so, Um, A a huge focus of of us and our product management teams is deeply solving our customers' problems and sort of focusing less on the tech that you're building and more um, the customer angle. Mm-hmm. And and Anna, what about you? I mean, you have a degree in 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 engineering. Is there anything that that you say, wow, that was you know this technology I just thought was the best, or this change transformation was the best? Anything that sticks out in your mind? To me, as I was thinking about this question, I think the most, um, the greatest change and most terrifying that I've I've witnessed in my career so far is the rise of the mobile usage. Like growing mm-hmm. up, it was uh, our phones were like we had landlines, right? Like it, we didn't have mobiles, and and now our phones are most powerful tool but also the most um, addictive ones as well and and that drives the market right like everyone is thinking mobile and everyone is developing um, still for desktop but also thinking about that mobile experience that experience on the go so to me um, that 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 was the greatest transformation that I've seen in my career so far mm-hmm. so I have to I have to throw in what what do you each think about AI okay I mean there's so many possibilities there's so much going on Jackie I start with you where do you what do you think the next transformation is going to be? And where do you think AI is going or is going to bring us in the future? I think AI is is more powerful than we can quite comprehend right now. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting companies that are using AI for the betterment of society. Um, I think, you know, because there are open source AI, Google's got a whole tech stack that, you know, harnessing um, you know, natural language processing and image recognition software and, and anyone can use it. Um, but there's really great companies like Atomwise who are using artificial intelligence to map molecules for pharmaceutical processes. And so how might we use 
something like AI to democratize healthcare. And, um, you know, we don't have these drug companies that are investing billions and then jacking the price up by 10,000% and, you know, squeezing people that should not be squeezing or are in a difficult position. So I think AI is is extremely powerful. It's up to us as sort of humans now to dictate and to determine how we want it to improve or um, get the best of us, really. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it does have its dark side. And, and Anna, do you have any comments on that? I mean, how can we kind of, how can we make sure we, we, we keep, you know, this ethical and, and keep the, you know, the good stuff in, in view? Yeah. I, I think it goes back to inclusivity, right? Like we are bringing everyone that has a stake or, or important stakeholders to the table and making sure that we have different groups represented at the table when we're making decisions related to AI. Um, that being men and women, that being different minorities, that being um, um, all kinds of different groups. So um, I think that that's how we ensure that uh, the dark side really doesn't uh, take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that, and it comes back to that inclusivity. That's great. Yeah. So, so you both you both have leadership roles and strategies. So we're talking about you know this where AI is going, where the next transformation is going. How do you then um, develop that strategy and as a leader communicate that? I'll, first, I'll start with the communication, Jackie. Yeah, sure. And actually, we are we do use AI quite extensively at Vendasta as well, and. And the way that we approach it is, can you know, can we use it to better our users and our customers' lives? AI is really just anything where, where you know, a machine makes a decision on behalf of what someone was doing previously. Um, but in terms of strategy, how do you communicate strategy? Um, you know, cascade down throughout your organization. Was that Kimberly? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, so. Personally, I found the most effective. Um, is through imagery, really, is there's there's a whole bunch of, um, you know, words that could paint a picture. I tend to use a lot of diagrams and sort of depict visually, you know, where are we going? How does it relate to um, where we are now? What kind of objectives are we trying to achieve? At Vendasta, we're pretty extensive with an OKR model on objectives and key results. And so Anna and I and our teams are actually right in the middle of kind of setting up and really locking in our Q3 objectives. And so as a team, what what we've learned is that if you set objectives and you tell someone what to do and where to be, um, you can't really hold them responsible for that. You can't say, do this, here's how I want you to do that, and then ask them to be responsible at the end of the day. Um, So instead, what we say is, you know, here's where the company is going. Here's where we want to be in the next three to five years. Here's where we are going to aim to be by the end of the year. How can you provide value? How can you drive this? In what ways are you going to help do that? And by engaging our team members in that conversation, and it really is a conversation, they feel, A, very motivated and impactful that they're moving the needle on Vendasta's success. But B, they held themselves accountable for what they committed to at the beginning of the quarter or, or you know, the month or the year. And so as a result, from a leadership perspective, our role becomes less of, dictating what needs to be done and rather removing blockers from what our teams are already naturally progressing toward. And we just become um, their servant leaders in uh, getting them the team, the resources and the focus on what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, because cascading is, is you know, getting that message down is, is always so difficult and not losing it on the way. Yes. Um, and, and Anna, a question on you on that, because you work with into, um, inter, inter teams and, and what I see a lot is, is you cascade it down, but then, of course, when you're working with different teams, you can also run up against silos, okay? Mm-hmm. So how, how do you manage that balance to make sure that, that message as a leader is getting across and you're not, and silos are not building where, you know, one team is running off doing this and the other mm-hmm. team is running off and do that, <laughs> Yes, no. Uh, we work in, in cross-functional teams as much as possible. So when we're cascading down company objectives and they become, say, divisional objectives or department objectives, even those objectives are by nature cross-functional. So we, we rarely have one team that is responsible for one objective. That It's always it's always a combination of efforts and a combination of of. of, of results from different teams that will lead to that objective. So as much as possible, we try to work um, with those cross-functional teams, kind of like rallying around the same goals and then just communicating, 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 right? Like having weekly meetings and kind of going back to those objectives and making sure that we're still aligned and and still all of us kind of looking at the same goal at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you said, I I forget, sorry if it was Anna or Jackie, you said Mm -hmm. something about inclusivity. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have, you're, you're setting the strategy um, in technology for your company. How do you include, or do you include the customer in this? How does a customer fit in all this? I think we do it in different stages. Uh, when we're still in that um, ideation stage, we try as much as possible to include the customer and, and bounce off ideas and, and kind of say, oh, we're thinking about doing X or doing Y. Um, how do you think um, that would be received on your end or, or how, how would your company benefit from this? And then as we're developing, uh, we keep the customer in the loop. So when we have mocks, we'll show it to the customer. When we as The moment we have working software, we'll, we'll release it to someone so they can give us feedback. So um, really, in every step of the project, uh, we we try to keep um, our customers in the loop. I don't know if you have anything to add, Jackie, but... Yeah, I would say just to add to what Anno mentioned, like everything, so our our two guiding beacons this year are how might we engage SMBs, so our customers and customers. And then the second part of that is how might we better engage our customers. And so for that SMB metric, it's all about, and, and all of our teams are focused on that as one of their key objectives um, this year, this quarter, this month kind of thing. And so when when we're focusing on that one, it, it involves our customer conversation. It's, you know, what are your customers asking for that you're not getting? And as Anna mentioned, at every stage, it's it's listening to customers. We, we use things like user voice. We use um, where they can submit ideas. We use customer calls and quarterly business reviews and whatnot. But then it's also going back to validate. I think we heard this. This is what we're going to do. Did we get that right? And they'll say yes or no, or it was a little bit more like this. And so just as important as that kind of listening initially is going back constantly and validating because they might have new information that we hadn't considered. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's really hard in this in this changing technology um, and for you both as as you know, chief strategy offer and, and director strategy because things change so rapidly. So, I mean, is there, how do you, are you changing the strategy, you know, every day, every two days or, or just kind of tweaking it or how do you keep up with the, the constant 
innovation that's coming today? And how do you implement innovation? How do you take that innovation and build it into a strategy? I think we have that long-term goal and where we want to be in in three years and five years, and and that doesn't change that often, but the path to get there um, could very well change, I don't know, every month or every week, right? We take small pivots and and kind of change the tactics uh, to get where we want to be. So the the day-to-day strategy changes, but the long-term doesn't change that often. Mm-hmm. And just as things change as well, it's um, the rate at which you change has a direct relationship to the rate at which you communicate. And so if we were a company that was growing by 2% a year and just sort of humming along doing the same thing, you probably wouldn't need to rally the troops and have a high communication frequency. But Vendasta, we change constantly, and that's because we're growing at a, an extreme rate. And we want to continue because there's a massive opportunity ahead in our team's are so passionate about solving that problem. And so one of the things that we invest in heavily at Vendasta, less meetings, but one good, meaningful meeting. And so we have things like our all-hands meeting on Fridays, which we get the entire company on the same page in a weekly heartbeat. Where are we at? Where are we going? Has anything changed? Have priorities changed? And then each of the teams as well have daily stand-ups. And so if you want to change monthly, 12 times a year, you measure monthly. If you want to change daily and have that agility, you need to meet daily and communicate daily and make sure everyone's on that same page. Mm-hmm. I, you know, funny, uh, that, that's really good insights. And a funny thought came into my head when you were both talking on on why this is such a fantastic job for women, especially in tech and strategy, because we're used to pivoting, we're used to changing, we're used to communicating. It goes with our nature. So, yeah. Yeah. so we're going we're gonna to take a, a short break again. Um, and when we come back, I kind of want to go back into your leadership roles as women within the organization and, and how we could possibly help other women come into, come into positions such as uh, strategic positions in tech or operational positions in tech. And for our listeners, uh, we're continuing with our Women in Tech series, and we're speaking with two role models in tech, Jackie Cook and Anna Tavares of Vendasta. Jackie is the Chief Strategy Officer at Vendasta Technologies, a Canadian company producing white-label software for companies selling to SMBs. And Anna is Vendasta's Director of Strategy, responsible for developing, managing, and assisting with the implementation of projects that support their vision and short and long-term growth. Both women are leading women in technology sector and very active in the scene in Canada and worldwide. You can reach out to them on LinkedIn under Jacqueline Cook One and Anna Tavares on LinkedIn. You can visit Vendesta at www.vendesta.com. And with the tech industry's Moving so quickly, uh, I'd also like to bring to your attention that we do have a lot of conferences, and this broadcast is brought to you by Cinda. Cinda does market research and is a thought leader in digital, in digital and conducts conferences in the 
European and Middle East region. Cinda's local search conference will be held in Lisbon from October 13th to 16th, 2019. Vendasta will be holding a keynote speech at the conference and will also be visiting us at the conference as they are a partner with Cinda. If you're interested to go to the conference in Lisbon, please go to www.cinda.com and join us where you can meet more executives from the digital and the tech industry. I'm Kimberly Lewis, and you're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's Business. And we're going to take a short break right now, and we'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator, or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America Business Station. And today we're continuing our Women in Tech series, and we are speaking with Jackie Cook and Anna Tavares of Vendesta, a Canadian technology company producing white-label software for companies selling to SMBs. Both are executives in the tech industry and leading women in the tech sector, both in Canada and worldwide. Now, um, ladies, we've talked about, we, we started out with women in technology, and then we kind of went into your experience now and what's happening in the technology sector. And I'd like to, I'd like to talk a little bit about, you're both in leadership roles, and everything has changed. Leadership has changed so much over the years, and that doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, just the style of leadership. What... 
I'll start out with Anna. What do you think are the most important attributes any leader, regardless of gender, has to have to be in this rap, you know, be successful in this rapidly changing technology oriented world we live in? Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. But for me, a good leader is a good listener, someone that is open and willing to give and receive feedback and and, and good communicators as well. Right. Like we talked about pivoting and, and, and the constant change in the industry uh, to, to change constantly. You need to communicate constantly. So good leaders have to be good um, communicators. And and good leaders are also, for me, not afraid to try new things and, and fail and, and learn while they're doing that. And Jackie, would like to add to that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with Anna just mentioned. Um, I think good leaders, situational leadership really is a thing. So good leaders um, observe the situation, observe the team, have empathy for whoever they're leading and try to understand what motivates um, their individual members. So it's not necessarily one straight across the board. It really has to do with, you know, the situation you're in and the people that you're working with. I think across the board though, um, good leaders also have to have the ability to make decisions um, with imperfect information and stand by those decisions, but also be willing and humble enough to step back from those decisions when when they're incorrect and look at both you know, the qualitative and quantitative data, um, but to rapidly make decisions and to move toward an objective. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about what, so, so that, that, that's, so this is so important. And one of the other statistics that I see a lot is um, the board level. Okay. We talked about 25% in executive, but on the board level, it's, it's, it's 5% or 2%. I mean, it, it's incredibly low. Um, what kind of leadership, what do you think women can do from, from leadership skill perspective to, to help them probably increase their chances or increase their visibility to try to penetrate some of these board positions and some of the higher executive positions. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Jackie. Yeah, I think a, a huge part of it, for whatever reason, sometimes I, I feel, and, and I'm a culprit of this too, is by default, we don't we aren't open to one another as women. And we're not each other's allies right off the bat. We almost need to prove it to each other. We're our own worst enemies in this regard. And so I think, you know, I sit on a couple boards. I'm thinking of one of the ones that I sit on. There are other females. It's actually a 50-50 board, which is fantastic. And it's the um, Saskatchewan's incubator, technology accelerator here. Um, But right off the gate, you know, the dynamics at a board level um, have always been you know, you sort of, you get into passionate discussions and there's, there's room um, for, for a lot of heated debate. But if you're not making room for others, um, and this happens in every boardroom, um, then you don't hear some of those quiet voices. And so one of the conscious decisions we made on that board right away was making sure that not everyone needs to have an equal amount of airtime, but we need to give everyone equal opportunity for airtime and through that, the dynamic sort of changed. It wasn't the loudest voices in the room, um, men or women. It became everyone had had an opinion and could weigh in. And some of those quieter voices that had more valuable things to say started to to rise up. And the dynamic of that board changed as a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that 
that's interesting. Um, when, staying on that board for a minute, okay, and climbing that ladder to get on that board, and then changing the dynamics once you're in the board. You know, there's another there's another statistic, and um, it says that about 45% of today's leaders feel unprepared to do their jobs, okay, um, a little bit overwhelmed. And, and when you take that to the women's level, it's even higher, okay, that, that they show that women who apply for jobs have to have about 90% of the criteria before they apply for a job, whereas a man will apply for a job with maybe 40%. Um, and it's kind of, it's, it's trying to get the self-confidence. Anna, do you have any insights on how, how can we help leaders climb up that ladder and especially help women get that self-confidence to try to apply for those board jobs and to try to apply for those executive yeah. jobs? Yeah, I think for women that uh, are in that position of maybe self-doubting and, and unsure if they are ready for that jump or ready to, to climb the corporate ladder, I would say like look for a mentor or look for someone that can give you that honest and, and, and truthful feedback um, of areas you can improve because we all have areas that we could improve. and uh, But sometimes we are not receiving that, that uh, candid feedback, that sometimes men do get right so so I think having a mentor helps a lot with that and and also kind of looking for support groups and in and, and, uh, and, uh, groups of women where you can discuss these opportunities and that will give you that push and say yes go for it apply for the job ask for the promotion ask for the raise um, all those things that uh, we normally won't won't hear um, from other women women or, or other colleagues mm-hmm. Jackie do you have any insights to that yeah just to add to what Anna mentioned um, be an ally too. Um, ask to, and and I think we have even imposter syndrome when it comes to. Well, I'm not a mentor. How could I mentor? I, I think about that about myself. And um, you know, I being on this board, a situation happened where you know, if if you're on one board, you're a female, and people start to recognize uh, that you know you have good things to say at the table. Well, and getting approached by other boards, I know a bunch of brilliant women that could be on it doesn't need to be me now and so now one of my goals is to make way for other females Anna to promote her to local boards in the city and to other team members so that it just doesn't need to be one token female all the time it can be females as individuals and there's a ton of them that are very smart and deserve to be at the table. Mm-hmm. Do you think do you think inclusion has anything to do with this? Okay, mm-hmm. when we're talking about it, um, and I mean inclusion from you know being aware that the position is open, and then also you know um, you know as you just said, Jackie, in this board you gave an example of you you made a a conscious decision on that board to make sure everybody had a voice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, and that's for me, inclusion, when I think of inclusion, I think of, well, you know, they post a job or they say there's a board position and it kind of goes out to a small group and it's not embracing other possibilities. How, how important is inclusion in trying to, to change these statistics and these dynamics. And Anna, I'll ask you, because you're, yeah. you, as you said, uh, you're a woman of color and, and you're a woman and, you know, you're yeah. probably facing different inclusion or have Absolutely. faced different inclusion situations. Absolutely. I think inclusion is, is important and it, and it adds 
to companies in, in so many different levels, right? Like we see studies pointing that companies that are more diverse perform better just because you have different voices at the table. And it's not just inclusion on like a male, female and on a gender level, right? Like it's also right. inclusion bringing in people of color, bringing in the LGBTQ community. Community, um, uh, people with disabilities, the, our indigenous population. There is inclusion in, in so many levels. It has to be. Um, we have to look at it from an intersectional perspective, not not just the the, the male female one. And and it it just it, it will just make companies better. Like I don't think there is a downside to inclusion at all. Mm-hmm. And and Jackie, as a leader and on, on executive board there, what what kind of steps do you, do you take? to try to get the message of inclusion down through your company and and and, and try to um, get an atmosphere that is very inclusive in the company? I think we work hard to for inclusion and diversity to be the norm, not the rule. It's, it's the norm. And if you look across our company, we have people from all over the world, all different walks of life, all you know, all situational, you know, sexual orientation, race, religion, like, but it's, it's not necessarily because we made this a rule. It's because we look for people of diversity, we recognize um, the role that they play. And we also highlight them in very small micro moments when, you know, a, a data analyst from another country does something good. We showcase that and we bring that to light because it just feeds into why that is so important for our company to continue to invest in and not to be so singular focused or siloed in one way or another. Oh, that's, that's great. So we're, we're getting towards the end of our show now. So I'd like to just ask you both, um, you know, this, this is, we're trying to get messages across to both companies and to women, you know, to, to find their way in technology so we can change some of the statistics. So um, Anna, I'm going to start with you. If you just had like, you know, a, one sentence to say, or a one and a half, you know, one sentence to, a message to the women listening, um, what would you say to them? I would say to keep going. Uh, you're not alone. Sometimes it might feel like we're alone in this, in this industry, but uh, there are many women out there going through the same experience as you. Um, keep going, find your support system, that being your family, your friend, or your friends, your partner, your mentor, um, and, and, Keep going. Some days will be harder than others, but it's definitely doable. Keep pushing it. Yeah. And and Jackie, what would your message be? I would say the world is your oyster. It's a brilliant time to be a woman. We have so much to offer business and technology in this world. And you are going to run into times where you feel like an imposter or like you don't have what it takes or like you want to give up or like you're going to cry. And that's that's okay because... Um, you deserve to punch above your weight class. You have everything that it takes and make sure you surround yourself with a good group of women and male advocates to get you to where you want to be because the world is is so thirsty for what you have to offer. Yeah. Well, great inspiring thoughts. Thank you both and inspiring thoughts from two great role models and for our audience, we have been speaking with Jackie Cook and Anna Tavares of 
Vendessa. Jackie is the Chief Strategy Officer at Vendesta Technologies, a Canadian company producing white label software for companies selling to SMBs. And Anna is Vendesta's Director of Strategy, responsible for developing, managing, and assisting the implementation of projects that support Vendesta's vision and both short-term and long-term. And both women are great role models leading women in technology. So thank you both for the great advice today and wish you success. And if our listeners want to reach out to you, they can reach out to you on LinkedIn, Jacqueline Cook one or on Twitter for Jackie cook 21 and Anna is under Anna Tavares and that's T A V A R E S and she's also on LinkedIn. And if you want to find them over Vendasta, you can go to Vendasta on www.vendasta.com. Vendasta is also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, a business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Leadership Beyond Borders is a program sponsored by Global Business Therapy, SIRO, and CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association. CINDA is Europe's largest digital information, uh, digital nonprofit association, helping SMEs with digital advancement. CINDA does market research and is a thought leader in digital and connects conferences in the European and Middle East and Africa region. CINDA's local search conference will be held in Lisbon from October 13th to 16th, 2019. If you're interested to join us and meet the executives from Vendasa, as well as other digital and technology companies from around the world, please go to www.cinda.com. And if you'd like to reach out and talk to me, please reach to me on leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Please listen to us each week. We're on each week Tuesdays at 3 p.m. San Francisco Pacific Time. And also download us on Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. We are rated on iTunes with a five-star rating. And with that, thank you so much for turning in again this week and tune in next week to us and download us. Thank you again, and thank you, ladies, and for listeners, until next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.